Mega Man Mania today on Press P to cancel. Everybody, welcome to Press B to Cancel. My name is Guy Prime from the Retro Therapy, here with the usual cast of characters uh, to discuss with you today the merits of the original Mega Man series. That's Mega Man 1 through 6. I wish we had 48 hours so we could just discuss all of the various Mega Man things, but we, we can't today. It's just going to be Mega Man 1 through 6. So joining me today, got my good friend Sick Jake. Go ahead and say what's up. Hey, folks. I'm looking forward to disagreeing with everything you have to say. I I didn't say to improv. I just said, say what's up. I don't know why you got to... That's fine. Uh, <laughs> we can get it in post. <laughs> also with us today, uh, my friend Werewolf. Howdy, howdy. I am looking forward to talking Mega Man today. Wonderful. And the gentleman I met at the sperm bank last month, Paul 109 You told everybody that. Now they all know. Hi, I didn't tell them if you were making a deposit or a withdrawal, so you're fine. Good point. Does 8-Bit know? Probably not. Anyway. Yeah, so back to it. Okay. So, Capcom, a fledgling company formed in 1979, is doing what every company is trying to do in the 1980s. Develop a flagship uh, franchise for the Nintendo Entertainment System. They just lost the rights to license Astro Boy which is a big, huge thing for them. And they turn to their boy, Akira Kitsumura, and they're like, hey, we want you to, to create something. He comes up with a basic idea for Mega Man, the Blue Bomber, at the time called Rockman. Actually, still called Rockman in Japan. We'll get to that. But he hands off the idea to uh, Kaiji Inafune, or uh, well, well, how'd you say that, werewolf? Keiji Inafune. It should wait. <laughs> wait, what? Wow. Keiji Inafune. That's right, how cool. it said. So he's like, hey, here's the idea. This is what we want. Go to work. So uh, Inafune or Inafune is widely regarded as the father of Mega Man, though he may not technically be the creator. So moving forward, they start putting together uh, what we now know in North America as Mega Man, as I mentioned in Japan. Franchise is called Rockman. Um, let's just start at the top. Mega Man 1, probably tied for my first favorite Mega Man game in the franchise. Discuss. The first game? No. Yeah, fucking love it. Nobody loves that game more than the second one. Oh, well, okay, you mean everybody loves the second one more, or the second one loves the first one the most? No, I'm saying, whenever I speak to somebody and ask them, what's your favorite Mega Man game? It's almost always two and sometimes three. I don't know anybody yeah, who's like I... the first one first, or more. Yeah, I don't either. Same. Well, ex except apparently GP. Wait, wait. Are you telling me there's a first one? <laughs> right. Yeah. So there's something before Mega Man 2? I mean, there is a Mega Man 0 out there. Right, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the Mega Man franchise has been like the longest continuing franchise for the Nintendo Entertainment System, if I remember that correctly. There have been over 100 titles that Mega Man has been featured in. Uh, the original line actually now has... 11 installments, spanning from the NES to uh, the Switch, and everything in between. But yeah, there's a ton of trivia for Mega Man, and for the sake of time, 
I'm going to try to just keep it to the, to, like I said, to the core six. Number one looks a little bit different than all of the others. Uh, two, as Jake was saying, typically everybody loves, and we'll talk about that in a moment. That changed a lot of the paradigms. For example, Mega Man 1 has only six bad guys as opposed to the standard of eight that we're all used to. Um, it has a scoring system that has no bearing on anything. You don't get extra lives. You can't save your score. It means nothing, but it's there. So there's a lot of unique things to the first one that I think make it charming. But apparently I'm, I'm in the minority. Tell me, tell me why one sucks if I'm the only one who likes one. I don't, I wouldn't say it sucks, but I think it had a strong foundation and they didn't know which ways to expand on it as displayed by the scoring system. Uh, the scoring system, I'm pretty sure, was something that they just threw in because all the games were doing it, and they thought they should too. That's all I can figure, but I like if memory serves, there's absolutely no scoreboard, no high score on any screen whatsoever. You literally just have a score until you die, and that's kind of odd. What year did it release again? 86? A Mega Man 1, yeah, it came out, no, 87. A7. I was going to say it was an early Mega Man or an early Nintendo title, but that's actually later than I thought. And Mega Man was actually a bit of a technological achievement um, for being, you know, three or four or five years into the NES. Um, they really did kind of push the boundaries for what they could fit onto a game. Um, a lot of advancements because of what Mega Man accomplished were spurred on in 1988, which is actually when the sequel came out, which was a much more expansive experience. But uh, they, they did things such as uh, if you're familiar with Mega Man, you know whenever he gets a new power-up, his his sprite changes color, which actually required that they create two different sprites for the singular Mega Man character. So his face is one thing that moves in tandem with the body sprite, therefore allowing the body sprite to change color palettes without the face changing whatsoever. So a lot of that kind of innovation spurred, like I said, a lot of the changes and advancements in NES technology in the future year, because Mega Man 1 is be the best. Well, <laughs> you're wrong. That's okay. I mean, I think one of the reasons why I don't like the game, I mean, we've talked before on this podcast about NES hard games. Mega Man 1 is high on that list of difficult games. And, like, compared to every other Mega Man game, like, I, I always had issues with Mega Man game. Like, as much as I loved 2 and 3, I was always bad at them. I didn't finish 2 until just recently. But every time I've tried to go back to Mega Man 1 and beat it, I get wrecked. <laughs> that game is notoriously difficult. Yeah, I think you have a very good point there. And I think that's one of the uh, reasons that I like it. I mean, all of the Mega Man platforms are great in that they're versatile. You can play them a bunch of different ways. But uh, the thing about Mega Man 1 is it has that extra added level of difficulty that you don't see until much later in the franchise. You know what? As a kid, I thought Mega Man 1 was really hard. As an adult, last time I played it, which was a few years ago, um, I do remember it being a lot easier than I remember it being as a kid. It had some moments that were unfairly cheap if you weren't paying enough attention or keeping up with the action quite well. But other than that, I didn't find the game terribly difficult. I got you. Well, Paul, how about you? What's your take on Mega Man 1? Uh, I probably played that the least out of all of them, actually. So I don't have as big uh, a soft spot in my heart compared to like 2 or 3 or 2 or 3, basically. Um, 
I just, I didn't like it as much probably because by the time I played the second one, I was, I was a kid and I was comparing it to the first and I was like, Oh, this sucks. So, uh, probably because I couldn't get anywhere. So yeah, I'd say it's a lot of the same kind of complaints that everybody else has. I'm, I'm not going to be anything special for, for that. Okay. Okay. Well, so for anybody out there who hasn't played or had the experience of the Mega Man, uh, universe, Essentially, and I keep saying Mega Man, uh, out of deference to our friends that are not in North America, it's, it's Rockman for all intents and purposes. Uh, when they came up with the game, you know, all the de- developers and, and designers that are big into music, uh, specifically rock and roll, a lot of the peripheral characters in that universe um, are named after or inspired by, in their design, uh, various musical themes. Uh, another reason behind the name Rockman, a little bit lesser known, is that the gameplay is uh, designed to be reminiscent of rock, paper, scissors, where you have one weapon that specifically will beat another one, but is weak to other things, etc., uh, etc. Et so, Rockman in Japan and other parts of the world, Mega Man in North America, because, uh, you know, it's America in the 1980s. It has to be Ultra or Super or Mega. Uh, but yeah, so, Mega Man 1 was not a, a huge success, but it was far from being a flop. So they kind of just greenlit Mega Man 2 and said, yeah, whenever... You know, whatever, just try to make it the same. And they actually kind of rushed the development of 2 and put it out the following year. Uh, very late in the game, the following year. It's December of 88, I believe, was the release for that one. And uh, as we kind of briefly hinted on, that is the biggest success of the original series. Everybody seems to love Mega Man 2. It is the highest grossing of the OG series. And I can't figure out why. Uh, Werewolf, tell me your thoughts on 2. Okay, so Mega Man 2 probably comes close to being one of the Mega Man games I've played the most. It's not the most, but it's up there. Um, As far as music, definitely one of the games that I've heard the music to the most. Either original format or remixes, covers, whatever have you. Just... The songs in that particular game are very iconic of Mega Man because I think so many people were able to attach to it. It was super catchy, super fun. It It is quintessentially Mega Man. And not only that, the, the gameplay was tightened up a little bit from the first game. Uh, I really enjoy the fact that it... I don't know, the, the addition of outside items aside from... Most of the original items, item one, two, and three, I felt like added a lot to the game. And I know Mega Man 1 had that laser thing, um, but just the variation of the items that eventually became what Rush does was an interesting addition that made it changed up enough for me to find it more interesting. I, I agree with you about the items being the precursor to Rush. I think that was definitely a move in the right direction. Um I will win. I'll give you my two cents kind of after I give everybody else a chance. I'm talking way too much. Uh, Paul, I know you said two was one of the ones you have more experience with. Uh, what, what are your memories of Mega Man 2 and what do you like about it? Or what do you hate about it? Tell me everything. Uh, I think the only thing that I dislike about it now is that how everybody loves it. <laughs> it's just because it's a little bit like when you're coming to uh, the Twitch retro community, you see people playing that more than anyone else. So I kind of got a little bit tired of it. And I was like, okay, let me play the other games. Let me see the other games. But uh, 
No, everybody likes it for a reason. It's it's a great game. Um, the first one, like I said, didn't catch my eye really all that much. I didn't want to play it. I didn't. I might have beaten it when I was a kid. I don't remember. But two, I definitely did, and for good reason. I wanted to play it over and over and over again because it was fun. It's it was like simply fun. The music was great. The sound effects were great. Like that's back before everything was so iconic. It was. It almost felt like just like this revolution for a game for me because you know I can't wait to try this. I just, I just actually okay. Before I can just gush about this game, obviously, even though it's not my favorite anymore. But the one, the one thing that bothers me about this game is when I was a kid, I wanted to play it, and I said, "Oh, there's eight different guys you can choose to be." And apparently, no, that's who you fight. So I was kind of disappointed that you, you just couldn't forgot get to beat two letters. Ones. Eight different guys you can choose to beat. Beat, yeah. <laughs> it's the Canadian accent, man. What do you want from us? Okay. And so you got me beat because I thought it was eight different guys you can choose to eat. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, so that that was probably the only complaint as a kid. And then when I got over that and I didn't actually take Quick Man for the first uh, attempt at the game, I was like, okay, this is good now. <laughs> Quick Man, not the best way to go. His stage, actually, while we're on top of Quick Man, he's the one with that section with the beams that instantly kill you and fly across the screen, right? Right. Correct. So that's the one where I'm wondering if on, like I've tried playing recently on uh, the Mega Man Collection on the Switch. Is that still beatable with modern hardware or is that a level that's requiring the slowdown on the old NES? No, you can you can certainly do that without uh, pausing time. And well, space. also consider that uh, the Mega Man Legacy Collection actually has the same old slowdown as the NES did. Because I swear, <laughs> I swear that stage on the Switch is impossible. Because <laughs> I've beaten it on emulators before, but... Oh, there were actually a lot of complaints about the Legacy Collection actually holding true to the slowdown and everything. Hmm. So, okay, Jake, other than that slowdown, uh, Mega Man 2, love it, hate it, what, what are your opinions on that one? Because I think of the entire, like, original six, 2 is going to be the, the most hot-button title. So tell me what you think. Hot garbage. Yeah, I mean, two is... say hot garbage. <laughs> it's not hot garbage. <laughs> what is this, Mega Man 1? Come on now. Oh, man. <laughs> Shots fired. No, so I love Mega Man 2. It's not my favorite one in the series, but it's definitely high on the list. And it's also one where it's the most notable achievement for me recently, because I only just recently beat it. I beat it, I think, late last year for the first time. Um, for me, I can sum it up, though, in, in one, well, two words. Wily's Castle. Uh, Wolf mentioned the music. I think Wily's Castle soundtrack is amazing. And that's what you hear reference all the time for the Mega Man series is Wily's Castle. But more than that is the the bosses there, I think, a little bit more unique. Like at Wily's Castle, you start off with that. Uh, I want to say the first stage is the dragon fight. We have to run away from the dragon block to block, shooting the dragon at the end. That's amazing. And it's also... Got some unique take on some bosses. I think that's also the one where you have the crash bombs and the boss in the one stage is literally a room of, I don't know, sensors or something that shoot you and you get to use crash bombs to break down the walls. But it's a very unique, I think, encounter. Frustrating, but I think it's pretty unique. Right. So I think because of Wily's Castle alone is one of the reasons why I really love Mega Man 2, that and amazing music. Not my favorite, but definitely high up the list. Sure. Now, see, I, I'm more inclined to agree with Sick Jake. I think it is a great game. And it's definitely in the top six out of the original six, uh, somewhere. 
<laughs> yeah, for everybody to be just so gaga over it and be like, this is the pinnacle of what Mega Man is, I think it misses the mark. I think it is a, as I mentioned, step in the right direction from where one started us. Uh, the inclusion of eight bad guys instead of six. Although the first one did initially have uh, two other bad guys, but they didn't have the space for them. And anyway, uh, so they went with the eight this time. They figured out how to get it. As you guys were all talking about with the music, of course the soundtrack in this one is is probably... Again, I, I just I have a hard time getting the words out saying the soundtrack is the best or this is the best. But it's, it's all a, a turning of the tide toward the franchise that we know and love today. I, I agree with the Wiley music being great. That Purple Hell is what they call that stage with the sensors where you have to use the crash bombs and unless you know the frame and pixel perfect tricks you only have the exact right number of crash bombs to use to beat the stage. If you do it incorrectly you have to take the continue and start all the way over. It, to me it's fun after you've done it once or twice. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, Mega Man 2, for me, I always just come just shy from saying this is everything Mega Man should be. Uh, but I think it's great that so many people love it, and if it's if it's the title that brought in people to the franchise and kept them hooked, uh, then yeah, all the more power to them. Alright, so on to Mega Man 3. Mega Man 3 actually has a lot going for it and introduces a lot of things Mega Man 2 started kind of alluding to and hinting at, as we, as we mentioned. Uh, before we really begin the meat and potatoes of the discussion, to me the first thing that I want to point out about Mega Man 3 is the box art. This is the first box art for a Mega Man game that includes some of the Robot Masters on it. Uh, I believe specifically Sparkman and Topman, even though they are incorrectly color paletted. Uh, but if you go back, if you ever need a good chuckle, uh, uh, as an example of dropping the ball, look at the box art for Mega Man 1. He looks like a, a brightly colored, like, guy stuck in, like, a, a mine. It's hard to explain. And then go back and look at 2. Obviously, the people who did that box art had never seen or experienced Mega Man. But Mega Man 3, at least in North America, they finally start to get it right. And uh, I think that is the first part to really address and give kudos to for Mega Man 3. Um, we're going to start off with Sick Jake first on this one. Tell me, what do you think about 3? Highlights, lowlights, any of it. Uh, so 3 is probably my favorite of the series, I've got to say. Well, that's enough from you. Let's go over to where I'm playing. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I don't like Mega Man 3. I'll say that. There. I don't like Mega Man 3. I'll, t I'll talk what? about it at the end, but go ahead. Jake has a positive opinion. Never mind. <laughs> this is already just disappointing. <laughs> Yeah, Omega Man 3 is my favorite, I think, uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, again, I said before, I'm I'm bad at games. I am never good at video games, especially as a child. I was a failure as a child is what I'm saying. My mother used to tell me all the time. <laughs> and in Mega Man 3, uh, there's a cheat code in Mega Man 3 where if you jump into a pit, I can't remember the exact details. So you jump into a hole and you jump out and hold a sudden something on the second controller and you have infinite high jumps and you're invincible. I believe the rest it was of the game. up and B. Right, so I'm not sure if that's a bug or if that was an included, I don't know, dev or cheat code, but it was awesome as a kid to see how that was done and use that through the game playthrough. So it was probably the first Mega Man I beat, and I loved it. Um, it also had Proto Man, which the sound effect what Proto Man appears. In fact, I used it, I play d and I am a nerd, sorry. But I used that sound effect to trigger whenever a boss would show up in the D&D &D session, I would play that sound effect. 
Nobody understood the reference except for me, so I felt really, you know, <laughs> old. But that sound effect is something that has stayed with me for years. I just that, that little audio cue signaling Proto Man to me was just really cool and really stuck with me. And how you have you to fight whistle, this right? other Mega Man. Yeah, it's like a whistle. And you have to fight Proto Man every time it happens. I think there's one stage where he he doesn't he helps you or something. Like it's, there's not a whole lot of plot in the Mega Man games. But that back and forth with Proto Man was really interesting to me, and that sound effect was a big part of it. Um, otherwise, like the bosses themselves were, I found really cool and interesting. Mega Man has always had an issue with uniqueness of bosses, where sometimes they kind of blend together. But in the first three games, they're all rather individual, I find. And three, to me, had the most thematic bosses. Okay. No, I, I, those are great points. Um, especially, I love what you're saying about Proto Man, an amazing character, and one that has become um, incredibly beloved in the lore of, of Mega Man. Um, what you're saying about the Mega Man series not having much depth regarding storytelling, in-game I agree with you, but I think outside of the game, if you're reading the books and, and following along, I mean, long story short, it's always going to be Wily, you know, as the bad guy behind everything, but the, the mechanics of the um, character development, you know, in between the games, it's very much like Star Wars. There's a lot of big, important stuff that happens, but you don't get to see it because it's all in between the games. But I, I, I get what you're saying. And I think those are some of the things that make 3 a good game. Uh, Paul, let's, let's check in with you. What do you think about Mega Man 3? Uh, recently, I thought that 4 was my favorite game, and it turned out to be that 3 was my favorite game. Because uh, they kind of blend in after a while. It's been a long time since I played them. But I'm kind of tied now between 3 and 4, because they both had something introduced that really made it extra for me. It was the Mega Buster in one, and... In the other, they had the slide. And when they had both of those combined, then I was like, okay, this is this is what I want. And for some reason, everything just improved for that. And that was that was all I needed. I didn't need any extra like attachments or anything. So I don't know why. So I'm I'm gonna have to say this is probably on par for my sec my my favorite. It's like it's a tie. Okay, so and again, this is just me clarifying because three introduced uh the slide. Four introduced the Mega Buster. Um, so four was the one where you actually had them both for the first time. Are you, but you're still sticking with three for the final answer, right? You got it. <laughs> but that's easy to understand, though, because a lot of those games do kind of blend into another, and the uniqueness is a big factor for, especially later in the series. Yeah, and I know that's that's something they were striving to do with each game. Like they tried to add on after the second one. I really felt like they were trying to add on something and outdo the last one. Like you, everything you had in the previous game, you had again, but then they're going to add something else onto it, so you get more. Like you know, you get uh, the slide and again, like the Buster, and then it, it just kind of snowballed. And after a while, like it got a little bit jumbled. So I felt like it was a really good balance point at that point. Yeah, no, those are valid points, absolutely. And I think when you introduce the slide mechanic, it creates a whole new way of thinking about level design. And I I could not agree with you more. I think uh, the introduction of the slide was one of the best things to happen to the Mega Man franchise. Um, by the time they released 3, I mean definitely by then, but even all the way up to now, I think that really changed a lot for how how everything was written. So, I, no, those are, those are great points. Uh, Werewolf, what say you about 3? Three? 3 was the first Mega Man game I ever played. I got it for Christmas one year. And I immediately fell in love with it. Uh, it's probably the one I've played the most because it was the first one I had. I don't think I got a hold of another Mega Man game for at least a year. 
and I played the crap out of that game. I don't think I was ever able to beat it as a kid without the Game Genie. I tried and tried and tried. And here's where my issue comes in with Mega Man 3. As much as I really enjoy the game, those stupid dock robots or dark <laughs> robots that they should have been called, they kick my ass every time. Something about that segment of the game makes the game run on a little too long for me or something happens to where I just can't beat one of them, something, and it's just frustrating. I did do it legit with a friend a couple years ago with the Legacy Collection. Also, going back to that uh, cheat that Jake was talking about, um, he didn't know that was a cheat, so I picked up the second controller and just started pushing the button combinations and totally screwed with him. As soon as he fell into a pit and died, on one of those dock robot levels, by the way, and he heard the sound and the music stopped, but there was no game over screen, and he started messing with the controller and realized he could move, he was like, what the hell's happening? <laughs> it was it was definitely a lot of fun to get something like that going for someone who grew up playing this game and didn't know about that. You're a great friend, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> or an asshole, not sure which. Can you explain the, the dark robot thing a bit more? Because that's, I actually forgot that was in that game, and I actually really love those. So the dark robots, oh, do you want to explain them, GP? Well, my only, my, well without going into the full thing that I have prepared, uh, the what what you were talking about, the confusion as to whether or not they're called dark robot or uh, dark robot, it comes from their original Japanese, which, forgive me for missing this, but it's like, Dakaru Robotu, which is actually supposed to be translated to Skull Robot because the, the guy looks like he has a skull. So the fact that we call him Doc or Dark is a misnomer. It's, it's Skull Robot, but uh, Dorkaru or Dakaru, whatever the Japanese uh, is for that, that's where that name came from. But go ahead, Werewolf. I'll let you talk about it, and then I'll, I'll put in my two cents. We'll move on to Mega Man 4. So the Doc Robots, essentially, you get four remixed versions of four of the levels. I believe you get to do Gemini Man, Needle Man, um, Spark Man, and... I can't even remember. Was the other one Shadow Man? Yeah, I think Shadow Man. Also, fuck Needle Man's restage. That I hate that one. That's yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, the Gemini Man's isn't any good either, but they're all just remixed way too hard levels before you even get to the Wily stages. So <laughs> you, you beat the first eight, and then you get to fight eight more robots between four levels, two per level, and it's the Robot Masters from Mega Man 2. They all have weaknesses again with your new weapons, but some of them not quite as powerful as the others. I do believe their AI is mostly unchanged from Mega Man 2, but I can't be certain about that. I am I might be just talking out of my ass on that one. Yeah, no, a lot of their attack patterns are very similar, if not exact uh, recodings of the, the same thing. But see, that, that Skull Robot or Dark Robot, whatever, that kind of transitions like into my biggest beef with the game. So you have the premise of Mega Man 3. Wily did it. You can have the Wily stages and you can have the eight Robot Masters. Everything you're used to in the series. Great. I love it. Also, we're going to throw in this new character, Proto Man. Uh, okay. Okay, sure. That's great. I love it. More characters. All this stuff. You know, precursor to Mega Man. That's rad. I dig it. Also, we're going to go ahead and give you the Rush Robot, the dog, instead of the items. Actually, fuck. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that a lot. Also, we're going to go ahead and have a good balance between 
the Robot Master fights and their stages. Because historically with Mega Man, you'll have an easy stage and a hard robot or vice versa. But this one's going to be balanced. Okay, fuck it, great, that's kind of new, but whatever. Oh, also, we're going to remix for these stages to make them very hard. Well, that, that sucks. Also, we're going to bring back all of the bad guys from Mega Man 2 for you to fight. Why? It, it doesn't matter why. Oh, okay. My point in all of that is there's too fucking much shoehorned into this one game. Is it cool, big picture? Yeah, maybe most of it. Like, 80% of the game is logical and fun and makes sense. But I, I think maybe adding the remix stages with the dogfights is, like, one thing too many. There's just too much in the game, that's, it's, and it's not very explained uh, to the best of my memory. Because then after you do those insanely hard remix stages with the bosses from the previous game, then you still have to go do uh, all the regular Wily stuff, including refighting the eight original bosses. So this one has like uh, 8, 16, 24 plus, you know, robot masters that you got to fight. And it's just like, this is too much. I don't like it. And so that's... It's value for your dollar, man. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Um, there's a million different analogies that I could make about value for your dollar, but I'm not going to because I don't want to offend anybody. I, well, I, I'm trying to think of where to go. And, and so, yeah, I, I do like three personally um, on par with two. I just, you know, like I said, the introduction of Proto Man, the Rush stuff, uh, the continuation of great music and playability, the code that you guys are talking about. My personal code that I like to use in, in Mega Man 3 is you start the game off by going to Password and put a red dot in, like, a6, whatever the top right Yeah, there's a blue dot in A6, and you get nine energy tanks. What? Really? And I believe you can add that to any password in the game, and it will put you where you were as well as give you nine energy tanks. Oh, damn. Yes. So I think the developers were like, this might be a bit much. Let's give them these these things. So, so yeah, three I like. Out of the original six, I, I just feel like there's too much stuff. But it is a great game and a step in the right direction. Um, which brings us actually to Mega Man 4, which I will use in a, as an example later on to prove everything I just said about 3. But before I do, uh, Mega Man 4 was my first experience uh, with Mega Man. My cousins had it you know, when we were growing up. And to me, it was the, the more brighter color palettes of the bad guys in their stages, along with the music. I think the music in 4 is phenomenal. And personally, I don't feel like Mega Man has ever peaked like they did with Mega Man 4. Paul, what do you think about 4? I'm kind of confused because you said peaked and this was your first time, so now I don't know what to think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, is, this is prom. Prom in a video game. Prom in a video game. Okay, well, in that case, then I got sick in the bouncy castle and spent the rest of the time on the toilet, so I don't want to, I just don't want to talk about this. I can't, no. Wait, do, do Canadian <laughs> proms have bouncy castles? We had a safe grad, actually. That's what it was. But, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, so, uh, no, I'm kind of, like I said, I'm on the fence between three and four, and I thought four was the one I was thinking about all along with, uh, was Gemini Man was in three, right? Yes. Right. So that was probably my favorite level because you get to shoot, like, the bubbles and flying around. So it was just always my favorite, and the music was great. But, I mean, the music is great in all of them, so... I think four has the benefit for me of having the slide and the charge shot with the with the the mega booster, I think is what it's called, uh, something like that. So, yeah, I don't know. It, I think the first four are probably the only ones I'm really familiar with. Five and six, I've played at some point, but 
the first four are the ones I was actually comfortable with saying, oh yeah, I love that at the time, you know, and like, so this one, it kind of, they kind of meld into each other, but between three and four, it is just no complaints for me. I like them. Okay. Very cool. Um, Werewolf, what do you think? Now, four is probably my favorite of the series. Uh, again, Mega Buster, Slide. This is where the Mega Man really started to find what defines a Mega Man game for the most part. The bosses were probably a little bit less interesting than in Mega Man 3, but also... Uh, the level design seemed to have gotten a little bit more care to it. The I believe four was the one. Did four have Gravity Man? No, that was five. That was five. Okay, yeah. So four, four had like Dust Man, Ring Man, Pharaoh Man. Hard yes, man, four man. four felt like somewhat of a callback to Mega Man Two in a lot of ways for me. Like Dust Man stage reminded me of Metal Man. It was a lot of stuff like that. I really enjoyed four. The music was a lot of fun in that one again. Like Mega Man 3's music was not quite as cool in some of the spots as it was in 2. And I think 4 kind of got that back for the most part. And then my favorite song in the entire franchise is in 4. It's uh, Cossack Stage 3 and 4. And I love that tune. And I always thought the level designs for those final stages, instead of giving you the dark robot thing like they did in Mega Man 3, you get two layers of Wily stages. You get the Cossack stages and then Wily stages on top of that. And I kind of dug that. Granted, I do believe you got put back to the beginning of the Cossack stages if you went through a password? I believe so, yeah. It was pretty brutal on, re- on continues. I'm pretty sure it put you at the beginning to where you had to beat like eight stages to beat the game or something. So that was a little messy. But for the most part, I thought Mega Man 4 got more right than 3 did. For as good as 3 was, I thought 4 was better. Yeah, well, well stated. I I tend to agree with you. Um, my my biggest point that I was going to make in regarding 4 versus 3 was exactly what you said. You have the Cossack stages instead of doing like the dark robot refights. And at least that was more explained uh, in the narrative of the story. Yes, there was a story happening during 3 with the gamma weapon and all that stuff, but that alone got mistranslated. But in 4, there's a kidnapping, you know, there's the, the red herring of a bad guy. So you do have 8 Wily stages, or Wily type stages, but it's, it's much more better explained. So in that way, it has the same amount of stuff as Mega Man 3, but it's a little bit cleaner, tidier, easier to understand. So I'm definitely with you on that. Um, Sick Jake, what do you, what do you think on four? I think I actually agree with you uh, in terms of like the story was definitely better in four that, that fake out with the villain. I thought was really interesting as a kid. And uh, there's definitely more plot in four than in the previous games. Uh, the refinement, the mechanics, I agree with you guys is great. Uh, the music is two. I find the best music of the series, but four was still pretty solid. I remember really loving Skullman stage in particular, both for the soundtrack as well as the level design. It was really well done. Um, but it was one of the first games I actually bought with my own birthday money. So I played the hell out of that game, like way too much. Uh, and I actually remember it was challenging, but not as challenging as I found the earlier ones to be. But I found myself getting to like the end stage for the first time. I had a friend over, we were playing it together. And I kind of got stuck. And then I beat it and I got to a point where, because Wolf's right, to continue meant you had with the password being starting back in the beginning. And I didn't want to do that again. 
So we actually went and called Nintendo's tip line. I actually asked my parents' permission, like they tell you to. And mom was probably drunk and said, sure. <laughs> no, she just didn't know how much it cost. <laughs> and I got the game counts on the phone. And he's like, well, what game? I'm like, Mega Man 4. And I heard him rip up a binder and start flipping through pages. And he's like, Where, what do you need help with? And I said, I just want no weapon to use against Cossack. What is he weak against? And the, no lie, the guy said, well, we don't want to spoil the game for you. What? Like, asshole, I just, I'm paying $3.99 a minute for you to tell me you don't want to spoil the game for me. I need to know what to beat this boss with. And then he, I think he said something along the lines of, well, I won't give you the, re- the exact answer, but try the dust weapon or the ring weapon. And I'm like, all right, thanks. It was like a five-minute phone call. And anyway, like that's, Jeez. it was really hilarious. Like Nintendo's power line was something else. But uh, 4 was good. It was a solid game. But I would definitely agree with you when you said, GP, that this is where it peaked. I think this is about our plateau. This is kind of where it kind of stagnated a little bit. As much as I love Hard Man, I mean, best name ever, and Skull Man, right? But it's it was not as unique or original as the previous entries of the series were. And this is kind of where it leveled off for me. Makes sense. I would have been so mad if I had made that phone call. That's like calling a, uh, and we probably can't use this, but it's like calling the sex line, right, for like phone sex. And you're like, hey, what are you wearing? And they're like, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? Well, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Angelica. What? What are you wearing? <laughs> Khakis. <laughs> she <sounds> track pants <laughs> <laughs> yeah so with Mega Man 4 like I said with, with me it was my first experience with Mega Man the music to this day I still find to be just baller even more so than Mega Man 2 um, my favorite Mega Man song or stage music of all time is Dustman there's something so great and moving and kind of like sad and isolated and melancholic I don't know I just I love that stage love the music all of it's fantastic. I, I do feel like they overextended a little bit when I talk about putting too many things in that are superfluous. Mega Man 4 is a great example with the wire and the balloon. Uh, they're cool little, little hidden things. You absolutely don't have to find them to beat the game. If you find them, you have them, but they really don't help you much. You can accomplish anything with Rush that you can accomplish with wire and balloon. But uh, again, a very small misstep, I think, in the big picture that is for um, also making the the villain or the, the pseudo-villain, the, the, the psych-out villain, uh, Russian is interesting because this game, uh, Mega Man 4, came out, I believe it was in 91, which was the same year as the fall of the Soviet Union. So I don't know if they were trying to be topical or what, but, you know, it's an interesting little little factoid about Mega Man 4. We know what his name was in, in Japan. Yeah, well, if you look at the character design between him and then his daughter Kalinka, I think they were very obviously um, meant to be uh, Russian or Soviet characters. Hmm. Oh yeah, it's it's very much Russian. Like the musical styling, like not necessarily obviously it's eight bit beeps and boops, so you can't nail it that hard. But it's as Russian as like the Tetris theme. Really, it's it has overarching themes in the music that sound very Russian inspired. Um, oh, the map was Russian as well, I think. was it? Yeah, I, I believe the, the towers that he had looked very much yeah. like the, the... The Russian architecture. The the towers on the Kremlin and all that. So, yeah, it was... And he had the 
the hat. I can't think of what it's called. Oh, I think that was Kalinka. I think the daughter had the, uh, the, the, the furry hat. Oh, yeah, she had the hat. And it's like the old adage. In Soviet Russia, Mega Man beeps and boops you. <laughs> yeah, I figured that would fall flat, but that's okay. <laughs> I like stupid jokes. Don't mind me. That's pretty much what everything I do is founded on. Uh, so, yeah, so four was great. Uh, moving on to five. I'm kind of with Sick Jake here where he said there's kind of a plateau in the series. Five is entertaining. It's fun, but it's kind of bubblegum and and kind of too much of a carbon copy of, of four. They didn't, they didn't really introduce too much new stuff. Of course, you've got new Robot Masters. Uh, there are one or two brand new... Um, mechanics in the game and we'll just you know discuss that in in conversation here but uh before i dive too much into five let me hear what you think uh werewolf uh five is the one i'm not terribly into it's the one i've probably played the least of the original six i might have said that about one but i think it's five all i can really remember from this game and again, it's been a few years I played it. Last time I played it was probably when the collection released on PS2 and GameCube. Gosh, all I remember is the Gravity Man stage where, you know, certain points you're running on the ceiling instead of the floor. The Dive Man, I believe, and hating that level and hating that boss fight. That's really all Dive I remember. Dive Man is actually in four. Dive Man was in yeah, four. The light blue guy with the, uh, the periscope on his head. Yep. Which one was in five? I thought there was a water guy Wave in man. five. Wave man. Wave yeah, man. Wave man yeah. is five. Yes. Okay, that's the it's one. Right in for the hand, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So I remember hating his stage. I remember hating him. That's really all I remember about the game. I don't remember music from it. I don't remember who the like obviously I even mixed up the boss, the 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 robot master. But yeah, that's it. That's all I remember. Gotcha. Okay. How about you, uh Polsh? This is, like I said, I, I am more familiar with the first four than any of the rest. And uh, what I was talking about earlier, where I said, you know, they kind of hit that perfect balance with the, the charge shot and the slide. After that, it just became a little bit too confusing for me to keep track of them because this is the fifth game. So how many was it? You know, six in the first and then eight second, eight in the third, you know, fourth. So there's a lot of guys you've already beaten a million times at this point so i really i think i think as a kid i kind of started losing interest because it was it was fun don't get me wrong but i played a little bit later i'd say super nintendo was probably catching up for me and i was playing that more by the time i played five and so it just fell under the radar for me like it was one of the ones that you'd go back and say i don't remember playing this very much when you play like the anniversary collection or something like that so I can't really weigh in on it. This one and six, I know I would never be able to tell the difference between them. I will uh, we'll discuss something in six that I think will help distinguish it for you moving forward. Um, but Sick Jake, what do you think about five? Do we, what year was five released in? Does anybody know offhand? Uh, what is, well, six was released in 93 or 94. So this would have been 92 or 93. Okay, so that's – so I'm not like Wolf Ivan – have played very little of five, uh, six, almost nothing. Probably because of how late Nintendo life they released. I think by 91, 92, I was a Genesis kid, I think. It's meh, <laughs> to use like the one word. It, this is, like I said, we said four plateaued, and this is kind of where it kind of goes down for me. 
the bosses are too familiar or too similar to previous incarnations, like Napalm Man. It's freaking Fireman. Stone Man's stage is just a ripoff of, I want to say, Hard Man. Almost, it almost feels like a carbon copy, like just the graphic style. Uh, the only thing that was really notable to me for me was maybe Gravity Man's stage a bit. And the fact they have probably the most laughable boss I've ever seen, which is Charge Man. It's a fucking train guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just unremarkable for me in this game. I, I don't remember much about it at all. Nothing really stuck with me. But part of that is also how late in the console life it came out. And at this point, I moved on to other consoles. Would you guys think that it'd be fair at this point with Super Nintendo, like, rearing up? You know, I'm not sure. This came out in 92, I believe. When when did Super Nintendo come out? It was 91? 91. Yeah, so I, would it be fair to assume that maybe Capcom was putting their eggs in other baskets and they were just like, okay, let's just throw this out for you know the fans so they have something to play and kind of focus on other games? Because... That's, that's what I'm thinking at this point. You know, like you said, it was kind of getting a little stale, a little repetitive. It's kind of hard to break into more things. You know, look at all of the things they introduced in three, and then now we're at the fifth one. So maybe they were like, I think we've done all we need to do. Let's just throw something out there just to fill the void. That That's kind of the feel I no, get. I, I think that is very much accurate. I think four was such a, a success and four accomplished so many things that, of course, when something makes money like that, the studios or, you know, the developers or, you know, whatever company turns around and says, okay, let's do that again. And then it becomes tiresome, but still necessary. And to the point that you were saying about um, the Super Nintendo rising in popularity, um, Capcom North America didn't even publish Mega Man 6. Really? No, that's that's exactly right. 6... Um, like if you look at the the cover of six, Capcom is is not really mentioned in there. Um, I think it's also worth mentioning at this point that uh, at least in North America, the Super Nintendo was still not selling super well at the point that Mega Man Five released. Sega really had a market dominance in North America that Nintendo couldn't keep up with when it came to sixteen bit. For whatever reason, like Sega's marketing department really nailed, you know, we're cooler, we're hipper, you're, we're what the kids want. And so the Super Nintendo was not catching on as quickly as Nintendo would have hoped, and therefore not as quickly as third-party publishers would have hoped. So I'm I'm pretty certain that Mega Man 5 was not just a cash cow. Obviously, it was, it was yeah, cash grab, because it's not heavily changed from the previous Mega Man games. None of them really were. But... Also, it was for a system with, it was in a lot of homes, and Super Nintendo wasn't there yet. It's kind of like the changeover to DVD from VHS. It was a slow adoption process. It was a little faster with, you know, video games, but it was still on the slower side, so that's probably why we still saw Mega Man 5 and 6 on the NES, even though the Super Nintendo was already... Uh, there was always this, like transition where both games are being made and i didn't want to give up either so i just remember playing you know renting and buying both nintendo well not not buying but definitely remember renting super nintendo and nintendo games at the same time oh yeah Def definitely i mean you know growing up um in the generation that had movie or video rental stores i mean like werewolf said yeah the dvds are catching on but you still have to have the VH uh, vhs walls and uh yeah, you might you might rent a DVD player uh, or a DVD video, but you buy the VHS. I don't know why that sounded so 
adult in my mind. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and really, I think because of that, Mega Man's 5 and 6 really just boil down to a couple of talking points. Um, you know, 5, as I mentioned earlier, the Mega Man games typically are a weird balance of trying to have either tough stages and easy boss fights or vice versa. No more uh, of a title than 5 stands out in that way. 5 has notoriously difficult stage design, but incredibly easy and cheesetastic boss fights. Uh, there's no cheesier boss fights except for, obviously, Metal Man from Mega Man 2. But 5 did not execute well with the boss fights or with their power-ups. You know, like Charge Man. Horrible power-up. Uh, you know, Wave Man or whatever the ocean guy was. His, his slide kick, kind of a useless weapon. Um, the only really, I think, great thing that Mega Man 5 did was they, like they did with Cossack and 4, they gave you the fake bad guy with Proto Man, if I'm remembering this right, 5 was the one with the fake Proto Man, and, uh, you know, so on and so forth. So that, that was good. Other than that, the strongest weapon that you can get in 5 was the introduction of Beat, the birds. You know, you had to go around, collect the Mega Man 5 letters, and then you could unlock Beat. And really, you could use him to cheese the final ba uh, boss fight. So even, I think, by the end of developing Mega Man 5, the guys were like, fuck it, let's just uh, just have him call the bird and let's go home. Yeah, I think 5 fell flat. Interestingly enough, 5 is the most exp um, expensive of the, the carts to collect, even more so than Mega Man 1. If you're going to find a loose cart of Mega Man 5 out there, it's going to be about 70 to 75 bucks, whereas Mega Man 1 is about Whoa. 60 to 65. Oh. Ooh. Both overpriced. How about compared to number six? Because like I understand the rarity because it's a late generation title, and they probably didn't print that many, print <laughs> make that many. But is it as rare as six? Is six more rare or less rare? Rare-ish, but not so much. Uh, let me double check the prices. But I do think uh, six might not be as rare as five because it was also a pack in with the uh, model two NES. Oh, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. yeah, Mega Man six goes for about thirty bucks. And I. I think it. I think what going back to what GP was saying earlier. I, I believe Nintendo was the publisher of Mega Man Six in North America. Yeah. So uh, yeah, six, six. Let's let's just go and transition to six. Has a couple of interesting things, and we can talk about that. I think the music is really again the highlight, um, and the the changes they they made to the Rush adapter, uh, which we can discuss. But really, with six, the interesting thing they did was they um, had the robots, the robot masters you had to fight, each distinctly and kind of obviously, um, not to the point of caricature, but pretty obviously, they each come from a different region in the world. Uh, so there's, you know, their fire boss, which is, I believe, Saudi Arabia, which also the track on that song is amazing. There was Centaur Man, which I believe was, you know, Greece. Um, there was Blizzard Man, which was, of course, the, the Nordic countries. So each, each of the Robot Masters came from a, a different part of the world, and we hadn't seen that before, specifically, in, in any of the other games. Sure, we, we can do I feel so bad now. I feel bad about that. But, uh, yeah, Paul, tell me, I know you said you haven't really ever played Six, but um, do you have any impressions of it? I I remember playing it with the anniversary like collection, and... It was not bad. I, like I say, it, a lot of the games were forgettable at that point for me, but I mean, not in a bad way. It's just that they were so consistent. I mean, Mega Man is Mega Man, no matter what. Like, he, the sprite didn't change, really. And that's something that I really enjoyed about it. So I don't want to, like, come off like I'm 
just against any game after like the third or fourth because I'm not. It's just not as familiar with them. So I, I do remember the music being good, and that's something that the entire series has never been lacking is music. That's my favorite part to this day is the music. But I, I just I found it strange with Centaur Man because I thought it was it was almost like I was thinking Mega Man X, you know, where you have the characters that were actually big, like Flame Mammoth and Spark Mandrel, where they're like noticeably way bigger than than your character and stuff. And I I just thought that it it seemed off in a Mega Man game, and I didn't for some reason it didn't make me feel like I was playing a, a Mega Man game. I was like, is this is this a real game? Like, <laughs> but it, it it was a strange sensation just for the fact that it was something they really didn't do until that, that I remember. And that's what stands out to me the most is that the character, like the actual sprite sizes were bigger for that. And it, it just kind of threw me for a loop because it was changing it without changing it big or greatly. But at the same time, it was enough that I'm like, is this okay? <laughs> But by by the time I played that, I was probably 17 or 18 years old. And the rest of the games, I was pushing 10, 11, so somewhere around there. The experience was definitely much different. I was in a much different mindset by the time I played that. Looking back now, where I, I, I go out of my way to try to find, uh, you know, the good and bad in games, like I, I analyze them more and I'm try to, I try to be more aware of what I'm actually doing, what I'm seeing, what I'm experiencing. I think I could probably get into it now. You're good. And you know, you're exactly right. In my opinion, um, Mega Man as a series is nothing if not consistent. And the way that you kind of properly define a Mega Man game is not, Oh, the one where you, you know, you have to fight the eight bad guys or, Oh, the one where Wiley's the bad guy. It's the small touches such as, you know, the, the, the changes in the item or the rush bot or, you know, things like that. So the, the kind of more peripheral things that change from entry to entry are really what define them more than the, the big ticket stuff. Because, yeah, you, you're right. It is kind of cruise control after after two or three uh, in regards to how the game is played. So that's, that's, that's a very interesting point. I agree with you. Um, Sick Jake, what do, what do you think about Six? Uh, so Six... Growing up, I mean, very limited exposure to it. As a kid, we just kind of jokingly call it the racist one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you look at the character designs, Tomahawk Man and uh, Flay Man. Flay Man has a, a freaking turban. Uh, it seems kind of bad. I don't know. It, it also echoes even more so than the last game, the fifth one. The sixth one, there's just no uniqueness to the bosses, it feels like. I mean, you have Flay Man, Blizzard Man which feel like carbon copies of the of past bosses. I mean, the only thing really notable for me about this game is probably two things, is the graphic design is a step above. Like, it's late-game Nintendo. It really shows. Uh, a lot of the stages have really uh, decently well-done backgrounds, which is kind of interesting. Uh, the Otherwise, the plot, it's Mr. X instead of Wily. I've never beaten this game, so I'm assuming it's still Dr. Wily at the end. Am I right? <laughs> Not to sound like the guy that you called on the hotline, but I don't want to spoil it for you, little kid. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. I gotta say, just real quick to interject, this was probably one of the flimsiest fake-outs the Mega Man series ever saw, is Mr. X is literally Dr. Wily wearing shades. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that Sick Jake hadn't picked up on that is kind of... 
What? <laughs> I was a dumb kid. I, I, I wasn't really observant. What can I say? I'm sure Sega made a lot of great <laughs> Hey, man, I was playing Sonic by now. It had blast processing on that damn thing. <laughs> no, it just, again, this game is, it, it's going downhill. I remember, this is probably, I was old enough, I was reading game magazines at the time. I was one of those kids. And I want to say the reviews on this game were, were basically saying, it's another Mega Man game. It's lackluster. It's a carbon copy of the previous titles. Uh, yeah, the only thing really notable to me is the backgrounds look better. And <laughs> Mr. X was, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't even say unique because the fourth game did the same damn thing. <laughs> but at least it wasn't wildly from the beginning, I guess. And I agree with, with you and Werewolf both. That was absolutely kind of a flimsy uh, con that they tried to pull over on the masses. Uh, Werewolf, what's your official take on Six before we wrap up? I really liked Six. Um, so I, it was not a game that I was given as a kid. It was actually a gift to my brother. And we sort of did an exchange one year to where he got some of the systems, I got some of the systems, and we took all the uh, the games for said systems. So since the NES was mine for so long, he gave me this game. So I now have a boxed copy of Mega Man 6 with Manu and all that. It's lowers for wear, but it's all there. Uh, I played through this game probably three full times over the years, once back then on the NES and twice since. I had a lot of fun with it. I kind of liked the fact that there were multiple paths through the stages. Um, it only just occurred to me a few minutes ago. I looked it up to see which one came first. I'm pretty sure the development of this one was inspired by some of the things they were seeing the Mega Man X team do. Because I, I do believe this is the first one where Mega Man actually gets an attachment in the form of Super Mega Man, I think he was called. Where he combines with Rush and he gets the jetpack and the, the fist weapon and all that. It also lets you go back to levels after you've beaten them. And I'm pretty sure that was not something you could do in any of the previous Mega Man games. What was the reason for it? There were items hidden so that you could get the upgrade, okay. essentially. Uh, I, I do also believe there were multiple paths through the levels, as well as multiple boss rooms. Yes, but I think it was just for the Mr. X and or Dr. Wily stages. I don't know if that was for the Robot Master stages, but yes, there were multiple paths. No, I, I remember there being multiple paths on some of the stages, specifically Centaur Man and I think Nightman. I remember multiple paths, and I think even alternate boss rooms. Shit, well, now I have to go back and play six. So I, I feel like this game did a lot of new stuff that was interesting without making it feel like the game was bloated. Like, they took a step back and said, okay, how do we, how do we make this game feel bigger, expand on it without giving it you know, throwing everything in the kitchen sink in too. Like, how about we just give them a faucet? No, no sink. You know, <laughs> kind of monster are and... you? <laughs> I would much rather just have the basin. <laughs> yeah, I was a kid who drank from the hose. Okay, so <laughs> I I really liked this. I I I even I don't know if I'm remembering correctly or not, but I kind of feel like. You could even find the wrong boss room and you'd have to go back and fight the right boss room to fight the the actual boss and complete the level. But that could just be a fever dream. It's been so long since I've played it. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Like I said, I, I'm going to have to go back and play it again soon also. And to touch on the, uh, you know, the racist Mega Man game that Jake was calling it, um, 
I do believe the the premise behind this one was it was a worldwide competition, and eight countries entered the competition with a robot that was sort of thematically fitting for their nation. And then Mr. X reprogrammed them. It's it's still bad. A little bit, <laughs> yes. But that's why, you know, that they're all themed as a level and all that. I they, At least there was a premise to it, and it wasn't just outright... Right, yeah. Just awful. <laughs> like Yamato Man is a uh, Yamato is a Japanese battleship, right? I think is what it, why he's called that. Mm, I think it's a type of weapon. Is it okay? I think it's the weapon he uses. Actually, I thought it meant spear or something. Yes. Yeah, okay, master of a spear. Okay, I see. Interesting. Yeah. So he yeah, uses that racist. weapon. <laughs> <laughs> I I will say Nightman though the power up you get from Nightman. Is straight out of Rygar. You should you should go see. <laughs> He's Rygar. Yeah, Rygar. Sixty five billion years in the future, Mega Man travels through time, fights Nightman, takes his shield, and hurls it like a boomerang. And it's got little ridges on it and everything. <laughs> this game basically ripped off Rygar. Is what I'm saying. Well, if Rygar is set sixty five billion years in the future, technically it ripped off Mega Man. All right, so that more or less kind of concludes our take on one through six. I love that we have varied opinions on the hits and misses, the best, you know, highs and lows and all that of the series. Uh, and I think that's just part of the greatness that is, uh, you know, the four four different personalities here. Uh, but thank you guys for being civil and not hating me so much for not loving three as much as you guys. You wait until we stop pressing the record button. Well, I guess I'm never... Like I said, I used to love three, and now it's kind of like a, uh, an exercise in frustration for me. Well, and, and honestly, this is the big takeaway, I think, for anybody trying to explain the series, is even the worst Mega Man is still a good time. You know, it's it's like bad pizza. The worst pizza I ever had, still pretty good while I was having it. You know what I mean? Would you like some Mega Man? Pizza? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay. Uh, well, well, we'll go around the room. I will, uh, I'll conclude myself, but uh, Werewolf, why don't you tell us where we can find you and what you're about? Uh... I can be found on Twitter or Twitch at Werewolf, W-A-R-E-W-U-L-F-F. If you like to watch uh, A Silly Bastard, come and check me out. I do like to watch A Silly Bastard. I will be checking you out. Uh, Palsh, how about you, sir? Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Palsh109. That's P-A-L-S-H-109. Thank you. And uh, Sick Jake, what do you got for us? Uh, you can find me, Sick Jake, on Twitter, on Twitch, where I am a part-time bi-monthly streamer. I like to engage my audience with awkward silence. Yeah, but it does it for me. I don't I don't get the... I was about to make that whole thing sexual. Sick Jake, I love it. Uh, and then, yeah, <laughs> as I mentioned, this is, this is Guy Prime from The Retro Therapy. You can find me uh, under The Retro Therapy title on twitch.tv slash The Retro Therapy. Or you can search for us on YouTube or Instagram or Twitter and find us there. So as always, thank you guys for being with me, and thank you all for listening. Um, let's go ahead and submit our answers, or we can just press B to cancel. Special thanks for music. Go to Arthur the Ancient, found on SoundCloud, or The Last Ancient on YouTube. For more episodes, please visit our website, pressbtocancel.com. As well, feel free to like or subscribe at Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else you'd like to listen to your favorite shows. As always, thank you. This has been... Press B to cancel. <laughs>